Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby! Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hey, friends. Welcome to the Gravity Leadership Podcast. Once again, um, I'm here with uh, Matt. This, my name is Ben Sternke, and I'm here with Matt today. Here I am. Yeah, there you are. Good, good. I kind of expected you to say something right afterwards. So anyway, um, uh, guys, we want to just, uh, during, during this, uh, it feels like things are changing so quickly every day. Um, hey, Parker, we're recording this uh, pod. If you're listening to this podcast later, um, we are uh, recording this on Facebook Live as well. Um, so um, would appreciate any interaction um, that, that you guys may have. And so, um, yes. Wanted to just say, as, as we're sort of navigating this, um, this very new situation, um, as trying, to buy, trying to be the church, trying to lead well during this uh, coronavirus um, pandemic, uh, we thought we might just start releasing a few episodes uh, of our podcast that are a little bit shorter um, and uh, just, you know, real-time learnings, um, realizations, mm-hmm. kairoses, uh, to use our language. Um, and, uh, see where that, see where that takes us, see if that's helpful. I know it'll be helpful for me, um, <laughs> just to talk through some of this stuff. Um, Matt and I do a lot of talking through this stuff cause we co-pastor. Um, but hopefully it'll be helpful to you as well, uh, to just kind of get this stuff out there. So, um, so Matt, I thought today yeah. we could talk about, I know this is, um, one of, one of the things we want to talk about in this episode is disorientation. I was just telling you before we hit record that I... I'm realizing that one of the reasons I'm feeling a lot more anxiety than I usually do in this time, which is obviously mm-hmm. probably most of us are. Um, but for me, I'm realizing that f- like one of my realizations is that this uh, pandemic is causing a new uh, feeling of disorientation for me um, mm. because uh, I am used to, and maybe you can just help me process this, Matt, or maybe you have some reflections on it. But I was, I was, I was saying, I was saying to Matt, like I am used to being able to, as a leader, look at a situation, and take in. I can, I'm, I'm actually really good, typically under stress. Like I can take in a lot of inputs, a lot of different sort of varying inputs, and and this is part of my personality. But I can step back from the situation, turn my feelings off, and like look at it from an objective standpoint. 
and right. figure out what's best for, for the common good. Right. I'm that is, I'm familiar with that feeling, but I am finding during this during this uh, pandemic because the information about what's wise and what's not wise is is like it's coming at us like it, you know minute by minute feels like yep. like oh this yep. is what this is what we need to do. Um, and so one minute I feel like, oh, we should be on lockdown like Italy. And the next minute I'm like, oh, actually we can get together in groups. Like I, we just have to, you know, practice this social distancing stuff. So anyway, because the information seems to be coming at me so quickly, I'm finding it very disorienting because I'm used to being able to step back and sort of on a gut level feel like I know what we should do. Yeah. And, and normally it's a pretty good decision. You know, I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but normally it feels like into it. This is a good decision. This is for the common good. But I feel like I don't know. I don't know what is best. I don't know, yeah. you know, what to like, which direction to point people. And I feel like it changes all the time. And so I feel, yes. I feel, I feel really weird, Matt. <laughs> Welcome to the rest of the world. Welcome to how we all feel all the time, Ben. <laughs> not all of you. Some of uh, some of you must feel like me some of the time. No, uh, yeah, I think uh, what I, I I reflected like we talked about recording these little audio clips for our church, and yesterday like we agreed to do it, and you thought it was a great idea, and we set a time to do it this morning, and then I pinged you at the time this morning, and you're like, ah, I don't think we should do this. We didn't we didn't talk about this. <laughs> well, I was like, what? Yeah. And then and then I connect with you three hours later, and you're like, you know what? We should not only do that, we should do something for gravity too. Uh, and totally, uh, I just I, is, yeah. I, I I named it as volatile. Yeah, yeah. I'm not usually very and, volatile. And here's here's what occurred to me after uh, I said that, and after you started reflecting on it, this is this is the Enneagram Four stuff that you mm. go to in stress. Oh yeah, man, that's probably right. This is it. This, this is, is what Enneagram it's like four. to be me. Yeah. Listen, I'm telling you. <laughs> if anybody knows what an average Enneagram Four is, it's yours truly. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So that's how I feel. I feel disoriented. So. Yeah, it's yeah. I think I think what you're what you're feeling is uh, the interior world mm-hmm. overwhelming your, um, like, it's like tilt on the pinball machine. Mm-hmm. Too yeah. much stimulus hitting, hitting all the gauges, uh-huh. and none of them are working right. right. And, you feel, and you feel like you can't, you can't make decisions on, on confidence and clarity like you used to because everything's turned up to 11. Yeah. Everything's turned up to 11. It feels like there's a lot at stake. And so it feels like, I think, I think I end up, I think in my unreflective moments, I just end up trying to take in more information, hoping that something will become clear, yeah, but it doesn't, I'm lacking it is, doesn't keep I'm coming clear. More, yeah. I'm lacking, I need more context. I need a bit more input. Yes. And once I can get all the input in, then something will emerge as like, ah, here's what to do. So we're trying, like, you know, this is real time for us in our church. We're trying to figure out what to do this Sunday. Last yep. Sunday we did morning prayer, which was fine, and we could probably do that again. But you know, we're a sacramental tradition, and so you know, taking the Eucharist is a big deal, and and we, like there's a lot of questions around that. And so I'm pinging a bunch yeah. of priests in this group chat that we've got going, and I'm I'm pinging, I, I'm asking all these questions that are like they're just tumbling around in my mind constantly, yep. and I'm I'm yep. like uh, trying to trying to settle on a a good course of action. Um, that not only is safe, but also then like gives people confidence as they're following, you know, our leadership as well. Yeah. That like, okay, I yeah. can, you know, I can participate in this way uh, and still feel safe. Anyway, it's crazy, man. It's it's disorienting. I don't know if other. Yes. I'm sure I'm sure other leaders are experiencing uh, other co- similar kinds, but also other kinds of disorientation as well. 
Yeah, for me. This season. Yeah, for what? What is it for, for you, me? Matt? Yeah, for me, I'm feeling um, incredulity and exacer and I'm exacerbated. I'm sort of chronically, I'm chronically in sort of this "you've got to be kidding me" state of. As, as it regards like the virus or like the response to the virus, what do you mean? As it regards to the event of the virus. I see. And, the, and like the cultural happening. I see. So the virus is bringing to the surface everything that is already going on mm-hmm. in our culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just it just highlights it. It, it increases the contrast. Right. We're going from we're going from standard definition to 4K <laughs> right. with all this stuff. And uh, I'm fascinated by it. Like culturally, I'm fascinated by it. Yeah. Um, it, it, I'm just super fat. Like, you know, uh, I was talking to somebody on my Facebook wall uh, about um, somebody, somebody threw out that this, this, I asked a question basically like when you hear the term foreign virus, what do you think? Mm. Do you think, do you think of foreign as like a, just a descriptor where it's from? Do you see it as xenophobic and racist? Do you see it as like a conspiracy theory, like China created some biological yeah, weapon right. to yeah, use their cre- people yeah, on purpose, right? right? Yeah. And uh, you know, I think there was a good mixture of people saying there's nothing wrong with the word foreign; it's just describing mm-hmm. something that happened overseas. And then uh, probably a larger number of people were like, "Yeah, clearly it's racist." Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, and then two people though. One was like, "How dare you ever mention that this hap- this came from China?" And how dare you propagate these racist ideas? So it's racist of you to to even talk about it and ask about it. To even name it. To even name it as something people are saying. Hmm. Uh, Like I got lit up on my page, and then and then also lit up in my DMs Hmm. about it. Um, They slid. They slid into your DMs. They didn't slide. They crashed. Crashed right into those DMs. Uh, And then (laughs) and then somebody else was like, somebody else kind of went in the opposite direction, and and dropped sort of like this. Of course, it's a foreign virus. It's from, it's from, all these dirty people are always bringing dirty things into our culture. <laughs> like basically, that's what they said. Yeah, I'm not kidding. Wow. Man. And I was like, I was like, dude, you've got to realize this is the same language that, this is the same language that people who commit holocausts and genocides and enslave right. people. This is the same way that they talk. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to do that? Yeah. And he sort of, and he sort of like, well, what? It's true. Can I not see? Does truth not matter anymore? And I was like, once again, I'm telling you, repent. <laughs> and th- and then and then he pivoted to, uh, well, at least I'm not using the word deplorable. Oh wow, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, those are just two examples of like stuff that's always there. This guy hasn't changed because of this virus. Yeah, it that just lady who something to the surface. That lady who lit me up, she didn't change because of this virus. Mm-hmm. This is always there. But like a giant magnet, it draws it out, mm-hmm. and I am fascinated by it, Ben. I'm like, I think if I, I think if I wasn't a pastor, I would be like an anthropologist. Mm-hmm. I'm just fascinated with this stuff. But um, I, I also hear you naming Matt, though, that you are not just objectively, academically fascinated with it, but you're also uh, frustrated by it, like personally, <laughs> exas- well, exacerbated, as you said, Exasper- I'm there, ben. exasperated. I is think that the same both. thing? Nope. <clears throat> I think exasperated <laughs> has something to do with uh, uh, 
spiration <laughs> and exacerbated has something to do with serbation. All right. I'm going to look it up, but I think we, I think it's, what's funny is, um, I think we have more com we have more conversations about like the meanings of words on this podcast than than uh, you would think that we would on a podcast about leadership. Because we just haphazardly use words. We just we yeah. use them as they come to mind and then we're like, yeah. I think that makes sense. Yeah. And I've always loved like a good word. And so I, I kind of store them up. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm I'm but gonna look it up. Here. Like, you're probably like me though. You don't like have a list of words you're trying to slip into conversations. One no, it's not intentional. In no, yeah. One just pops in your head. Although I will say, uh, it's intuitive. It's there was more like intuitive. a yeah, yeah. There was there was. A, I will say the the last time I I heard a word that I I had to be much fun to say. Mm -hmm. um, oh, Matt, I lost you. So, oh, there, Matt, you're back. <clears throat> internet probs. Everybody's okay. on the internet watching Netflix. They're staying at home. All right. What, we, what were you um, going to say? Last time there was something about a word the last, last time. The last, the last, the last time I, I found a word and I'm like, oh, I've got to use that was the word jiggery pokery. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a good one. Jiggery pokery. It's a great <laughs> word. Yeah. It's, like, it's actually, I think it's a hyphenated word. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyway, uh, do you want to hear? I, I just looked up these words. You guys, for for the record, do you want to hear the difference between exasperate and exacerbate? I think Spencer and Scott Lemming do. Yes. Okay. Who I, who I know are listening. <laughs> yes. Uh, so uh, here here we go. The definition of exasperate is to cause irritation or annoyance, or to excite the <laughs> anger of. Okay. So that's exasperate. <laughs> exacerbate okay. is to increase the severity. To make something worse. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's to it, it's to cause annoyance. Uh, but to exacerbate is similar. It's to increase the severity, violence, or bitterness of. It's to aggravate. Hmm. Thus, I yeah. I think what you might what what you might be meaning to say then is that all of this stuff, this cultural phenomenon, what it's causing seems to be an exacerbation of your exasperation. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. I think that's it. I'm glad we got to the bottom of that. Oh, that's exactly what Spencer said. Spencer was way on top. He was on top of it uh, way before this. Yeah, so. yeah, he knows. Well, well done. He knows things. Um, all this, all this to say, uh, yes. So, like, I'm fascinated by it, but it also tends to just rile me up. Mm -hmm. Um, I live kind of in a state of. I can't believe this is happening. Mm -hmm. um, and what is going on? And I feel like I've been there for a while now. Like, I think I've been there. Mm. Um, I think I think the election of President Trump has created this rift within Christian Christianity yeah. and American Christian culture. Mm. That's, it's, it's exposed deep rifts that go beneath doctrinal statements. Yeah. Right? Right. It's, and yeah. And that's new for us culturally. Like it's, it's always been there, but um, I think the election of Donald Trump, I mean, I have friends that no longer use the word evangelical because of that. I have friends that um, who, who, who are on the other side too, who are like, how can anybody, how can anybody think that Donald Trump is bad for Christian witness and America? And both those people 
both those sides, both those people, they're like, they're not, neither of them are like clinically insane. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like neither of them are crazy. Yeah. And so, um, but I think in the same way, like this whole virus thing is sort of bringing out dynamics that were inherent in that, but other ones. And I find myself just kind of being in this state of what is happening? Like, what is mm. going on? Um, we were reflecting earlier today, Ben, like, I think, I think I, uh, one of the things I'm noticing increasingly is that there's, uh, a incredible amount of gas sliding happening. Um, hmm. explain, was, explain what you mean by that. Maybe, maybe not everybody maybe, knows what gas lighting is. Maybe it was always happening. Like maybe gas lighting was always happening and I just wasn't dialed into it, but gas lighting is, um, like when you, so for instance, um, I'm trying to think of something that won't trigger people. <laughs> it's almost impossible right now, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm totally. trying to think of something that won't trigger people. Um, yeah, well, gas, so gas here's, here, here's an example that I, that I thought of. So gaslighting, it's kind of a, a minor thing, but like in an argument with somebody, if, you, if, you, if somebody says something that hurts your feelings, Right. And you come to them and yeah. you say, hey, when you said that, that hurt my feelings. And they say to you, oh, uh, like, that's not what I said. Or like, yeah. that's not what that's not what that means. Or you yeah. took that the wrong way. You know, what I mean, like any time where they instead of caring for you and and sort of the feelings you're having about this, they just sort of yeah. they, they kind of end up reversing it and just saying, like, you're you're the problem. You're yeah, it's like it's like when somebody manipulates you psychologically to yeah. make you question your own sanity or right. like did this happen or yeah. you, you know and not necessarily intentionally either. It's just like a it's a defense no. mechanism I think a lot of times for people. So No, right. Right. And I, I see it happening increasingly over and over and over. Um and all the all the examples I can think of are happening by Republicans in governmental office right now. So it's I don't want to I'm not this isn't a partisan thing. Like lots of people do this, mm -hmm. but I just keep thinking of you know those examples and those, I know those trigger people. So so yeah. So I, I'm feeling anxious, mm -hmm. and I, and it's not anxious because I'm like I need to stockpile weapons and toilet paper because this virus is going to wipe out humanity and here comes the zombies. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's not anxious. I mean, there's a little bit of anxiety about like our business and our church and can we pay the bills? Mm -hmm. um, but more so the anxiety is like, well, do we have a culture? Do we have a society worth like, do like, do we have any coherent, or synergy around anything. Mm -hmm. Like, if I can call a pandemic, if I can downplay a pandemic and say it's under control for months, and then say, I knew this was a pandemic before anybody else did, and I've been saying that forever, and nobody blinks an eye, like, I feel like we're living in, like, the novel 1984. Right. Europe, like Europa living... has always been at war with... You know, like that. Yeah. yeah, the the ministry of I can't remember what they called it, but yeah, where they just change I, facts. We've yeah, always been so at war love, with this country. Yeah. Yes, I love sci-fi. I love mm -hmm. it, and I've read all these apocalyptic sci-fi novels, and I feel like I'm living in one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or so like the death of Rome. Yes. You know what I mean, like yeah, uh, like a great empire is is crumbling. 
Yeah, it's not going to be the Taliban <laughs> yeah. or uh, or people coming across our border that will do us in. It's mm. going to be us. Mm. You know, like we're, you know what I mean? Like we're the ones who are d- deluding ourselves into destruction. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, there's enough profit in me that I want to like wake people up or like walk through the streets naked and start shouting for people to repent. You know, mm-hmm. like there's there's enough in me that wants to do that. But then I know that's not my responsibility. And how do I care for my church? And I kind of just bounce between that. So. I'm not. I didn't sleep last night. Hmm. Went to went to bed at ten, and woke up at two. Was awake until seven thirty. I did catch the season three premiere of Westworld, by the way, uh, at around four forty-five a.m. <laughs> A perfect time to watch. Yeah, Westworld. What was it like to watch it that early in the morning? Uh, it was great. I thought maybe this would put me to sleep, but it was so darn good. It didn't. Yeah, it, it um, was really good. And then, uh, and then I, and then I went back up to bed at seven thirty and slept till nine thirty. So I pieced mm. together about five hours, six hours of sleep last night. But still, like, yeah. uh, I, I know that I need to figure out a different way of allowing what's happening into my being. Yeah, and again, and, the the goal the goal for you, like you, you need to not just for your own peace of mind, right, but for those that you're responsible to like to totally. lead, you know what I mean? And so like, I, I think what both of us are naming are things that are bringing, things that are coming up for us personally that like, unless we can address them, unless we can hear some good news, you know, about these things and, and live into a different way of um, inhabiting this current crisis, uh, it's going to hinder our ability to uh, lead and, you know, be responsible, care for the people that we are called to care for, which, you know, that's our families. That's our church that we pastor together. And, you know, on another level, I feel like the gravity leadership community, which, yep. you know, that I've got people in coaching cohorts that, you know, in one sense, in one sense or another are looking, you know, to me, to us, um, you know, not to tell them what to do, but to, you know, be able to lead and guide. And so anyway, that's a big part of, that's a big part of leading. Um, you know, it's not just this skill you can turn on and turn off. It's like, it's inherently connected to your personhood, and what's happening in your person, in your soul. And so you have to tend to those things. Um, and so yes. anyway, it's been helpful yep. for me to realize, oh, wow, I have, I have some, I think for, I think for a couple of days I was just on adrenaline. Um, and then, you know, once there's just more and more information coming and it's uncharted territory and, you know, there's no, there's no instruction manual for this. Like the more those things started becoming real, mm-hmm. I think I just started feeling more and more disoriented, like, I don't know what's best to do. That's a really weird feeling for me. I, mean, I usually sort of feel like I know what to do. Yes. Um, so anyway. Yeah. So that matters. You know, that matters because we're trying to figure out what to do this Sunday. Right. We want to know what to do with, with our worship time and how to, how to, in particular, if we do communion and how we do communion together. Right. Yeah. Or not together. Right. Um, that also matters with just trying to stay connected to our church. That's right. Trying to be present and available to people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we mentioned yesterday on the podcast, I think it's going to come out today, that we want to be physically distant but socially connected. Yeah. So how do, we, how, how do we do that? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm just thinking, too, about I – mean, I think we mentioned this yesterday, too, but I, I was talking this morning with you about, like, how do Christians think about things like this? Mm. Like what? What kind of hope, or reassurance, or confidence in the Lord do we need, and is helpful right now? Yeah, and what's not and helpful? 
that people sometimes yeah, and, reach for impulsively. Yeah. And so like we were discussing like a lot of the impulsive reaching goes towards like God is in control. God's got this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it's hard to critique that because, uh, you know, I think I, we affirm the classical understanding of God's sovereignty. Yeah. But um, there's some, there's, I, I, but it's I, problematic when you phrase it that way, right? I yeah. Think. Why do you, why do you think it's problematic? Well, tell you what, why, why don't we record, let's, rec- let's, let's hit pause. And if you're listening to this on a podcast, then uh, this will be, this will be the next episode. Um, I'd love to keep some of these like rapid fire episodes a little bit shorter. Rapid so, twenty-four minute fires. Yeah, yeah, we we uh, we did okay. We, yeah. always, we always have we always have something to say. Uh, so, friends, uh, that that'll be it for this episode. If you're listening on the podcast, um, do hit us up. Email us at podcast at gravityleadership.com if you have ideas, if you have reflections, if you have questions uh, about, uh, or if you have ideas, resources, uh, things that have been helpful for you. For you, we want to collate and collect um, a lot of, curate a lot of uh, resources for leaders and, and find a way to get that out to you. So join our email list, gravityleadership.com slash join. Uh, and that way we can make sure to stay in communication while this unfolds. Yeah. All right. Can I, can I, can I just, before we leave, can you, will, uh, can I ask our listeners to pray for us? Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, for good self-care. Amen. Which means uh, silence, prayer, sleep. Yes. For me. Yep. Yeah, and for me, it means very similar things. I need uh, I need time for prayer, contemplation. Um, I need uh, I need time, you know, with family. Um, not yeah. sort of brainstorming, troubleshooting. Um, and I I need time. I was realizing like. Yeah. I still have lots of normal work to get done and I haven't been doing it. And that, that sort of stresses me out in the back of my mind, but I was realizing I need time to just do my normal work, not just this emergency triage work. Like I need, I need to keep getting my normal work done. So anyway, yes, do please pray for us. Um, thank you, Dave Warner for offering to pray for us. We we really appreciate that. Thank you. Great. All right. We'll see you next time, friends. Bye. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.